Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like this week's episode, and share with a friend. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast, where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. What's good? What's happening? What's popping? How you feeling? Girl, I'm sitting up here bored. Bored with a T on the end. Girl, I'm crying. Oh my gosh. I've been like, for the first time in a long time, because for me, I'm like, it takes a, a while for me to like, get stir crazy, but I actually got stir crazy. Like, last week. I'm like, I gotta get out of here. I gotta do something. Like, I'm bored. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I didn't go nowhere but the grocery store. But anyway, so what about you? How you been? Bored to the board, board, board. I am getting ready to head back to East Texas to get on my parents' nerves. Um, my <laughs> granny is staying with us, um, and she has overtaken my room. That's not even my room anymore. Um, <laughs> so I have been delegated to the guest room. Um that's about it. I have two friends that are currently pregnant, so two baby showers coming up. Aww. Um, don't know. Hopefully, but the one good thing is like I should be able to go to both of them. And girl, I just been like chilling, like reading more, taking courses, um, looking for a new job. Um, first and foremost, I gotta put this out there. Um, I just feel like they should redo the interview process. Like I just feel like before I apply for the job. I need to know, are you actively hiring? How many black people you got on your board and in your organization? How are y'all handling this COVID thing? Are people working remotely? Are they in the office? What's the pay? Tell me the pay up front in the job posting. Yeah. And tell me, are you on some BS? I just feel like we can cut out a lot of different stuff if you would just be up front. Hey, but that's my unprofessional, professional opinion. I agree. 100%. But girl, really just chilling and trying to trying to find some joy and peace in the midst of this heaviness. Like in all seriousness, I think that I've been really trying to offset some stuff. So I've been trying to watch. So you know I'm childish anyway. So um, I'm either watching Love Story on Hallmark or something. Oh girl, there's this show on on um, Hulu. It's called it's this movie. It's called Premature. Watch it, okay? I think you'll like it. It's okay. a lot, but watch it. It's not like heavy, like okay. that. Um, I've been watching that. When I'm at home, girl, my mama got me watching. My parents got me watching uh westerns, Bonanza and Gunsmoke are my shit. Um, <laughs> and I don't get it here no more. And I'm so upset because I canceled all my cable and I can't find it. Um, but I love Gunsmoke now. And um, I've been watching cartoons because, but I was watching cartoons before all this happened. Like I've always been that child's person. Erica be like, y'all, this is so random. So me, I don't know where me and Erica went. <laughs> We went somewhere. We went we was on a plane somewhere and I forgot what I was watching, but I was watching some type of cartoon and I was dying. I was cracking up. Erica was like, Why are you ch-? Erica was like, What are you watching? And I told her she was like, Why are you childish? And it was just so funny to me. First of all, the movie was funny and then the fact that Erica was just appalled that I was cracking up just made me cry laughing. So I've been childish, just so y'all know. Yeah, we that's where we were total opposite. Like she would, on her on her plane seat, she would be watching. Like, I think it was like The Incredibles or something. Girl, that yes, that's what it was. Cause Baby Jack. Okay, if you watched Incredibles, did y'all see that scene where Baby Jack beat that raccoon up? No, sure. and then he found out that he had superpowers. That was so funny to me. Unless people out there got children, they probably seen it. But what's your excuse? <laughs> That just brought tears to my eyes, friend. Thank you for reminding me of that. That was so funny. Erica was really looking at me like, girl. I was looking at her with a straight face while I was over here watching something about like uh, a scary house. It's like a horror film or something. Like we totally two different people when we when it comes to stuff. So I've been been watching. For some reason, I've gotten hooked on old episodes of Living Single. And mm-hmm. um, hanging with Mr. Cooper, like I've been just watching very lighthearted, funny stuff that just brings me back to like 
the 90s, you know, just like good times and all that. So that's what I've been watching. I'm still watching my 90 Day Fiance. I don't know what it is about that show, but it is so crazy. I can't wrap my mind around why people are doing what they're doing by like flying overseas to marry somebody they've only met five days ago. But, you know, that's what I've been binge watching um, lately. So, yeah, since there's nothing really else to do. <laughs> yes, girl. Same. And I've been, you know what I watched the other day randomly? I watched Clueless, the movie, randomly. I don't oh, know why. That was on Netflix, right? I, yes, I, watched I watched that. I watched, um, I used to love Full House growing up, and so I've been watching Fuller House. Mm-hmm. The season, they ended the whole series, so I watched that. That was good. Um, it's it's really light. Um, I watch um Sweet Magnolias on Netflix. Um, that was kind of that was cute. That was light. It wasn't really heavy. It was just like small town like stuff. Um, that was good. And then just watching Carpenter's like if you know me, you know I love the Rugrats. Watching the Rugrats. Um, I watched oh another thing I watched that's on Hulu, The Beauty and the Baker. That's good. There was um there's a movie I watched on Netflix called Something Great, and it's actually a really cute like sarcastic funny humor movie about this girl she was in a relationship with the guy that was on the photograph um with Issa Rae he is so fine oh he He's is fun. like he like smooth fine and he chocolate yeah. you know I love me a good chopper man yeah he was in the he played the main character he played the boyfriend and they ended up they were dating for nine years they broke up because she got a really amazing opportunity uh across the Oh, I watched that. That was good. And he went at a square up, too. Yes, it was really good. I was like, oh. So just that watching stuff that, like, takes my mind off of, like, the real world. Like, it, it just yeah. makes me feel better for the moment. So speaking of relationships, let's move into our first segment of the day, which is dating and relationships. So, Shelby, let's talk about healthy relationships. What do you define as a healthy relationship, and how can we foster those healthy relationships in our lives? This is Shelby's Ebonics version of healthy relationships, so don't at me. Um, I think a healthy relationship, let's just set the base, okay, Erica? A healthy relationship starts with two people who mutually want and agree to be together. That is the foundation Yes. for a healthy relationship. That uh, that means that you can't want him and he don't want you. Mm-mm, we're already on bad terms. <laughs> that can't mean like he wants you and Sarah and Susie and Julie and Latanya. Nope, mm, we're on bad terms. No. So I think that it starts, the foundation has to start off that you mutually both want each other. But I also think a healthy relationship depends on the person. So I think that in order to have a, a healthy relationship, you both have to essentially be on the same page about what you want out of the relationship. I think that a healthy relationship has to be intentional. I think that a healthy relationship uh, relationship has to have boundaries that you both agree on and I think that a healthy relationship you both have to share the same vision and obviously I think that you have to communicate I think that you have to spend intentional time with each other I think that you have to answer the hard questions and I think that you have to uplift and encourage each other but I think that you have to challenge and push each other I think that's kind of like a synopsis a very basic synopsis for me um, as a, a healthy relationship oh I got a couple more things to add um, and somebody, I think a healthy relationship consists of not having to question where you stand in somebody's life or what you mean to somebody. Um, yeah. I think that consists of learning each other's love languages. I think that we downplay how important another person's love language is. And I think it's being intentional about being together and choosing to be together and most importantly, doing the work every single day and choosing to be each other and choosing to do the work and choosing to be devoted and committed to each other only right and to add to that because I agree with everything that you were saying um people have to realize that a healthy relationship is built it is not you cannot just meet somebody off Instagram and then bam you in a healthy beautiful relationship that's a fairy tale it takes work it takes two people like you said deciding that they want to be together and it takes healthy communication from both parts And to me, what builds a healthy relationship is a solid foundation of a friendship. Because I think when you're actually friends with each other first, there's an element of respect that you have for each other. And so in that time of building that friendship, you get to know a lot more about each other. You get to be a lot more patient with each other versus just jumping into a relationship because he fine, you fine, and then bam, we want to be together. Build, take the time to build the friendship 
and that to me that would sustain your relationship a lot longer when it's built on a friendship because you can always go back to like well I care about you of course as my man but I also care about you as my friend that's two different things but it should also be included in your relationship so I think that's what would help foster a healthy relationship and then also it cannot be a give and take it has to be both people giving and both people receiving you know what I mean I've yeah. been in relationships personally where I didn't realize it wasn't healthy because I was giving, 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 giving. Yeah. So what was I actually receiving? Also, a healthy relationship is two whole healed people. You cannot be a broken person trying to get with another broken person because then guess what? Both of y'all broken and there's all kind of cracks in your relationship. So yeah. two healthy whole people that have sought, resolved their issues from previous exes and previous relationships. And not to say that people don't come in with some sort of baggage because everybody has been hurt at some point and some people might have some PTSD about, you know, previous relationships. But when you feel like you were actually healed enough to not bring in that baggage from what that man did to you previously to this new relationship, that's when you know you can foster a healthy relationship with someone. Otherwise, you will repeat the same pattern um, that you did with the last situation that didn't work. And that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> um, first of all, um, friend, I just want you to know for the people in the back didn't hear you, Erica was out here giving keys and preaching. So if you got a homeboy that don't get it and he trying to get the girl of his dreams, you might want to refer him to this podcast because Erica just gave you all the keys on how to get your dream girl. But you didn't hear me though. <laughs> um, so I had to get that off my chest. But I definitely agree. I think you know, I think you, you, everything you said, I totally a thousand percent agree with you. But I think one of the prominent things that you said that I don't think a lot of people um, recognize is that. You have to do the work that a relationship is built. Um, in my experience in dating and different things like that, I realized that, and this is not all men, so I'm going to preface this by saying some men. Um, I think that some men or a majority of men expect for us as women to come ready-made, for us to come ready-made how they want. Um, for instance, I saw a list a guy had. He was like, you know, I want her to be beautiful. I want her to be intelligent. I want her to let me lead. I want her to be able to cook. I want her to be adventurous. I want her to be all these things. And if we're being honest, a lot of women are those things. But here's my question. What have you done for her to allow you to receive all of that? Or what have you done or what have you proven for her to allow you to lead? Sir, if I just met you at the Piggly Wiggly or Wingstop, I'm not going to be all of those things. You got the wrong trick. You got me messed up. There are levels to this, if we're being honest. I'm not going to just let all my walls down and you just get it how you live. Nope, nope, ain't going to happen. So I think that in a healthy relationship, I think the other thing that you said that I think that I am learning is that it has to start with friendship. And I think a lot of times when we, 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 we leave friendship out of it and we leave with lust. Um, and I think when we lead with lust, that's how we get heartbroken. That's how we get soul ties. And that's how we end up with somebody that we don't really know. Like, you know them physically, but you don't know them mentally and emotionally. Right. Um, and I think that when you put friendship in it first, then that allows you to connect mentally and emotionally. Because the one thing that I've learned is that I don't really connect with a lot of men in dating. I was talking to my homeboy about this the other day. Shout out to Sheldon. Um, and I was telling him, you know, friend, I have... Like, I don't have trouble connecting mentally emotionally with my friends or with him or anything like that because they're my friends. Like, we've been through some stuff, you know, we didn't share it, we didn't cry and all that stuff. But a lot of times when I'm dating and I'm talking to people, I have a problem connecting mentally and emotionally to men. And if I'm being honest, you can't really, like, I guess, take, quote, take me out the game if you don't connect to me mentally and emotionally. Yeah. Like, being physical doesn't turn me on as much as being like mentally and emotionally attracted to you because if you can get me mentally emotionally like you pretty much got me locked in yeah like i'm about to become like oh we in this you mind we together yeah okay and i think that's what it boils down to i think that those are two important things working at it with somebody that mutually wants to work at it with you and friendship so i want to pose a question to you friend i think that why do you think a lot of people, do you think more people leave with less or do you think more people would leave with friendship and why? I think most, well, more people lead with less. And I also think more people lead with the idea of a relationship that they have in their head. 
not necessarily yeah. who this actual person is because especially as women as we get older we feel like oh we need to find a spouse we need to be married by this time so I feel like it's lust because okay yeah you may be attracted to this man he may look good on paper oh well I you know I know that I want to be married oh he could be my husband you don't even know him you don't even know if he right. got any qualities you don't even know if he already married okay let's just be clear so <laughs> <laughs> so I would say that most of the time it's leading with lust. And that's why I feel like it's important to start with that foundation of friendship so you can actually build a connection. Because when you start on lust, you're building an attachment to somebody. And that's different. Oh, that's so good. There's a difference between having that friendship and you actually connect on a different level. So you could never even have sex with this man, but you are connected to him. But you could have sex with a man all the time and just be attached to him but not really connected we've all been through that so that's why it's important to make sure you know what your foundation is if your foundation is on lust that's not gonna hold up that relationship period i agree what do you think um i think more people lead with lust. i think because we're conditioned to it and i think it's just human nature and i think because um a lot of times when you lead with lust, that person is everything on your list like he like he's good on paper, but he's not good in real life. He or she is not good in real life. And I think we're conditioned to seek out our mate or our person like that. When in reality, yeah, don't get me wrong, I want a man that's fine as all I do is to me. But sometimes that's not enough. Um, if I'm being honest, I've dated people that, you know, aren't as attractive probably by society standards, but I've dated men that are drop dead fine. Just God's gift to earth fine. But that was more lust, if I'm being honest. Yeah. And I think because we led with lust, that we didn't really establish the connection that I would have wanted. And as time went on, I wasn't fulfilled. Because, like, I'm one of them people, like, I'm not, like, a small type of person, small type small talk type of person like I'd be really wanting to know everything about you I want to know what makes you happy what makes you sad what makes you tick what's your favorite food what you like to do how we about to build the empire how we about to be you know all this stuff I care less what your favorite color is right I can care less how you prefer to have it like I, I just don't care I mean I, I'll care but I don't like that's just not my first instinct like mm -hmm. I'm more of a mental and emotional person and a mental and emotional connector I think that everybody that's in my life now that I that I trust and I value and that I love and that's platonic as well like we have a mental and emotional connection you know what I mean yeah. and I think and we and obviously we're all friends and so I think that that just goes to prove even though that's a platonic example your most valued relationships are the friendships that you put time into are the friendships that you nurture are the friendships that you water are the friendships that you take time to get to know and that you have deep and emotional talks with. And I think that we could have healthier. Uh, here's another thing. I think that we could have healthier relationships if we just got to the money and conversation. Yes. I think a lot of times we're so scared to bring up something and to have conversations with men because we're scared that we're going to scare them off or we're too much. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think that you should um, rattle off uh, a questionnaire. I think that's totally unacceptable. But I do think that you there are ways to bring up questions, to have conversations, to get those answers. I feel like if you go on a series of dates, after a certain amount of time, you should know if that man is a Christian. You should know if that man wants to have children or wants to have a family. You should know if that man is intentionally dating you. You know, there are things that you should know. But I think a lot of times we mess ourselves up because we don't have intentional conversations with men. And we got to cut that out. Like, right. you got to be, I think a lot of times, I think that and I think, we got to learn to be okay with walking away with somebody that's not our person. And I think I was talking to my cousin the other day and we were talking about somebody. Um, I'm not going to describe them because they may listen. Um, and we were talking about somebody and she asked me a question and I told her, I said, you know what? I think this person is an amazing person. Overall, I think this person is a good person. I named all his good, I named all that person's dirt chokes. I said, but that is not my person, and I'm okay to walk away with it. And she was so stunned that I was okay to leave it all on the table because he did not meet the standard for a healthy relationship for me. And I had more peace about it, you know? And she was like, wow, like, you're right. Yeah. And I think we got to learn as women that it's okay to walk away from the table 
if that's not our person because you gonna would you rather endure like a lifetime of misery or a lifetime of peace right because some most of the time as women we have that instinct we have that gut feeling where we know at the end of the day when we sit at home by ourselves we know so yeah. One other thing I would like to add to that, I think that was a great point, which you said, Shelby, about being intentional with the conversations we have with the partner. But also another thing is, is patience with each other. I feel like oh, that, is that would foster a healthy relationship. And what I mean by that is like, okay, let's be honest, ladies, if you agree with me, you agree with me. If you don't, don't come for me in my DM. <laughs> I feel like at a certain age, like let's say 25 and up, we ain't trying to just be your girlfriend, Okay. We're trying We're not. to be fiancés, wives, okay? So when I am at a particular point in my life, I'm not just out here to just be kiki and kaka and talking with you for months at a time and there's no intention behind it. But there's also a very important need for patience with each other because even though you're at a point in your life where you feel like, okay, you're ready to be a wife or a spouse or whatever, you still have to be patient and wait for that to even see if that is a possibility with this person not saying that um patient there's a very thin line between being patient and like waiting for somebody you know because we don't ever want to wait for somebody like finally come around but for a healthy relationship it's important to be patient with each other there's nothing worse than dudes correct me if i'm wrong if not don't come for me in my dms but for dudes they don't ever want to feel pressured or pushed into a situation and there's nothing more wrong to do than do that. So I think on both ends, you just have to recognize, like, let me just be patient with this man. Or let me be patient with this woman. And that also, you're going to need that throughout your relationship to sustain your relationship. So don't just come off the bat like, oh, you know what? I'm trying to be a wife. So what you doing? And it's only been like two weeks. Like, no, we need to have- just calm down. <laughs> right. Let's relax. And <laughs> so that's what I would say as well. It's just patience. And that's so important and hard to do at the same time. But it'll foster or maintain that relationship. I definitely agree. And I think um, I think we gave a lot of good keys to it. But I think you just said one of the most important ingredients. And I think it's patience and giving people grace. And I think that, you know, we expect to just know a person off the bat and know what makes them tick. Like, we look at their social media. Don't play like you don't social media stock your dudes. Like, don't even do it. Like, we're not even going to pretend that we're not social media stocking these dudes, okay? And dudes. looking at their stories. <laughs> we're not even going to. I remember, like, this is off topic. I remember, like, one time I was talking to this dude. I literally went to, like, this is so funny to me. Like, I literally went to the beauty shop. I got my hair done. And I posted, I kid you not, two minutes later, because your girl was looking fire. What you doing? You just saw her at the beauty shop. You know what I'm doing. <laughs> leaving you know thirst exactly traps. What I'm doing. I love to leave a good thirst trap for my dude. I love it. Every anyway. time. <laughs> it does, and I do it on purpose. Anyway. But I got no man no more, so I'm not leaving thirst traps, just so y'all know. I'm not trying to block my blessing if you out there. Um, but I think that I think that we have to give people patience and grace, like you said, because I think that just going back to my earlier point, we and I think women do it too, we expect a ready made man. But you got to work for it and you got to put in the work. So I think that in developing, I think that we have to develop and build these healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. And we have to have patience. And I think that you have to know. And like you said, I think you told me this one day. You said, at the end of the day, you know if a man is treating you right and you know if a man is for you. Because when you go home and ain't nobody there and you in your bed and you sit there and think about it, you know in your heart's heart. You ain't got to consult with nobody. And that's so true. A lot of times when I consult with you or I talk to you, I really just want to hear myself talk. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I want to hear myself talk. And so I think that as we're building relationships and dating and different things like that, you got to know what the line is for you to like, okay, I can do the work and okay, you cool and you fine, but I'm going to walk away because this doesn't serve me because yeah. I've said it before and I'm going to keep saying it. Ladies and men, and whoever dating, okay, whatever you are, you have to be intentional about dating because if you date the wrong person and you end up with the wrong person, you are going to mess the purpose up on your life because if you're not equally yoked with somebody, and I feel like to me equally yoked means you have to have the same vision and you have to want similar things out of life. 
Like you have to have like an overall like purpose statement for your life and what you are each going to do. Like he's, is he supporting you? Or are you supporting him? Is he putting in work? Are you putting in work? It's so much more to this, but we definitely have to have a different conversation about this. But like mm-hmm. you have to be okay. You have, I think you have to come up with a definition of what a healthy relationship is for you. And you have to be realistic about it and things that don't fit into that. You got to be okay with walking away. And I think that's where it becomes toxic. I think sometimes people are, I think sometimes two people are good or good people in general by themselves. But when they get together, because they're not each other's person or mate, they become toxic to each other. And that becomes unhealthy because you were never supposed to be together. You were never supposed to date and have sex and do all of these things. So Right. And there is so much strength in being able to walk away from what you want or what you thought you wanted. So kudos to you, friend, for being like, no, this is not going to work for me. And I want something more. So, yes. Shout out to you, friend. Girl, I'm struggling, but you know what? It's like. <laughs> so how about we move on to our next uh, segment, which is the journey where we talk about our journey to building all things melanin. So mm-hmm. the topic for today is talking about representation. So when we started our brand, we really didn't see anyone like mm-hmm. us being a light to other Black women. So there were a lot of great platforms out there, but none that we saw ourselves in 100%. So we didn't feel represented. So with our brand, let's talk about why representation matters so much to us. Um, I think, quite simply, representation matters because I think it's important to see yourself in something or someone. Because I think that if you can see a a resemblance of yourself or a version of yourself in something or someone, it lets you know that you can achieve and you can do it as well. I think representation matters because I think the destiny and the success of what you do in your life um, is dependent on someone else's. Like, there's always somebody watching you. There's always somebody rooting you on. There's somebody. There's always somebody encouraging you. A lot of times you encourage people and inspire people that you will never know. And it's just because you simply are existing and you're simply following your dreams. And I want to say this, this is a little bit off course. Like, whatever dreams and passions that you have for your life, don't ever let anybody discourage you. I don't care what it is. It could be a doctor. It could be a nurse. It could be an esthetician. It could be a, a, a journalist. It could be an actor, a singer. It could be working in a top 10, 500 company and being and breaking in and being the only black person. It doesn't matter what it is. It's so important that you follow your dreams so you can be represented in that field. Um, We've talked about this on our podcast our past podcast, but I'm going to bring it up again, is that a lot of the organizations and companies that we that we support on a day-to-day, we're seeing that we're not represented in them. Mm-hmm. We're seeing if we are represented in them, that is very little to none. It's one person. Or they're in HR, or they're in, or they're in diversity. You know what I mean? And so I sat back and I thought about that one day. And I was like, this is why it's so important to follow your dreams. Right. This is why it's so important to keep going when you hear no. This is why it's so important to not listen to your family members that don't understand the grind and the hustle. When God gives you a dream and a vision, it don't matter what man say. It only matters what God told you to do. I really believe if God gave you the vision, he's going to give you the provision. But do you have the faith to keep going, you know, and to do it? And for me, representation matters. But representation is personal for me. You know what I mean? Yes. Because I'm from a really small town where everybody know everybody. Population is black and white. And I think a lot of people have very small mindsets. So the person that I want to become and the person that I really want to, that I ultimately want to become and I wanted to see to be before I die at the end of my life, I did not see that person in my hometown. Yeah, I did not, I've, I've never really seen that person in person, but I know what type of person that is. And so I'm striving and I'm working and I'm trying to be that representation for myself. I've had people come up and tell me, you know, and encourage me and do good things. Like, you know, I did this because of you. Or I was inspired because of you. And, girl, I was over here struggling. So it just goes to show that, like, the destiny, and I'm sorry, I'm not trying to preach. I'm not really trying to preach, but I am. But it just goes to show that the purpose of your life matters and that you owe it to yourself to pursue your dreams and your vision because you matter and representation matters. Because a lot of times we're not in rooms and we're not represented. And I want to say this, if you try to break into a room or you try to go to a table and they won't let you in, build your own table, create your own room. Because I guarantee, like, Black Girl Magic 
in Black culture is really the blueprint for a lot of things that we do right now. Yeah. It's the blueprint for pretty much everything. And you got to know that as long as you got the sauce, they can't steal it because the magic is you. And you just really got to keep going. I'm going to stop because I'm going to keep preaching. So (laughs) You're doing really good. And I think you touched on great points. And I do want to touch back on what you were saying about companies don't really, we don't really see the representation within these companies. Um, And I feel like I was thinking about that too. It's like, why is it that when we see like, a doctor of her has her own practice or a lawyer that has her own practice or some kind of prominent position and they happen to be black. It's like something like, Oh my gosh, girl. Yes. Like, but you see white people all the time (laughs) being being lawyers, having their own practices. And it's like, because it's in our society or our culture, it's almost like it's not common to see that seeing an article with um i forgot where the county was or what state it was but the entire jurisdiction like all the judges in this county were black women and it was so powerful but at the same time it's like wow why is this something that we're like it's not unheard of you know what i mean so it's very interesting you know why but it's almost like we still have to fight that fight like I can stand up here with these other doctors and have, you know, just as much recognition or representation. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. one thing. It's just very interesting on that forefront. It's like we have to be mindful of our platforms, especially if we are represented in a in a industry that's not normally black. So yeah. another thing is what's important with representation is being relatable. You always yeah. want to relatable because if nobody can relate to you nobody's going to be able to connect with you or your platform or what your message is or or anything because I feel like sometimes we see certain celebrities or certain influencers that maybe we can't relate to them because they've already quote-unquote made it or already have this huge platform we just feel like we're not we can't relate to them you never want to feel that way or never make your audience or your listeners or your followers feel like they can't relate to you so I yeah. think representation always needs to be relatable. Like we're all black women. We all have similar struggles. We all have similar stories or, or have different stories, but can relate to each other by what we've experienced. So yeah. I think that that's probably one of the most important things that me and Shelby try to do is stay authentic and stay relatable. Like when yeah. we have conversations with people that either we interview or that we just meet or whatever, they always say, Y'all are so down to earth. Y'all are so cool because we're trying not, it's not like we're trying to be relatable, but we are trying to maintain that vibe. You know, we don't ever want to, even if we make it to our highest goal that we have for all things melanin, we don't ever want to all of a sudden we, y'all can't relate to us type of thing. Yeah. I want to bring it back down to what that core value of our representation is. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely agree. I agree with um, everything you said, like a hundred percent. I think that you hit it right on the head with like being relatable um, and representation. And I think that we, I think that one thing that just kind of piggybacking off what we've both been saying recently, um, I think that we've realized that with everything going on in these organizations coming out and making these statements, sorry, I keep going back to these organizations. We don't feel like anybody relates or hears us. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just, it's not that organizations, and y'all, I stand on this, so fight me. It's not that organizations care about Black Lives Matter. It's that they that they care about the Black dollar. Yes. And um, I think that that has really become evident. Um, prime example, I don't drink Starbucks. I don't drink coffee, caffeine, or tea. You can ask Erica, so boom. Um, for instance, Starbucks came out and they made a statement and they said that their workers weren't going to be able to wear Black Lives Matter um, face masks, right? Mm-hmm. Because of blah, blah, blah. But um, they were going to let them wear stuff in support of, I, please forgive me if I butcher this, but is it, how do you say it? LBG, LB? LBGTQ community. Yeah, that community, um, which I totally support. Like, listen, whatever. Um, So they were going to let people wear face masks and support of that, but not Black Lives Matter, right? 
So people were outraged, right? So then they came back and they basically took it back, right? And so that was a prime example of them not caring about Black Lives Matter, but them caring about the black dollar. And I think that's what a lot of organizations uh, care about. And I think that we don't really relate to them because we don't really, we don't feel represented by them because we don't relate to them. And then a lot of times you will see, like I was going through just some of my um, favorite, like one of the things that I spurred on that you could ask Eric about is like, I'm a makeup junkie. I'm a really big makeup junkie. I'm a really big skincare junkie. And so one thing that I challenged myself on was to buy black and all of that, just black products. Mm -hmm. And when I was going through their social media pages, and I took the time to do that, because, you know, you find something that you like, you know, you're going to keep using it, right? But when I went back and I looked, Erica, I didn't really see anybody that looked like me. I may have saw one or two every six or seven months, but now you find all these black people, but where were they now? Mm -hmm. Where were they then? Okay, you're claiming to add all these black collaborators, but where were they? And I just feel like at the end of the day that if you don't feel represented, then seek out people, organizations, and business and products that do represent you. Because the only way that you're going to get people to literally change, if that's what you want, is to hit them where it hurts. But I promise you, there is literally something out there for us everybody for you to feel represented like let's take it back to me and erica one of the things that we wanted to do and we just felt like with our brand is that we wanted to be in a light in a different world but we wanted to write we wanted to podcast and we wanted to highlight black women and black people that's what we wanted to do now there are a lot of platforms that do that so we won't say that you know that they don't do that but what i will say and correct me if i'm wrong erica we just didn't, one of the things that we didn't feel is that it was light or that it was beginner friendly, if that makes sense. A lot of people that you see on platforms, they're already established. But I want to know about that person that's getting it out the mud and starting it from scratch. Yeah. Where is their story? Yeah. I want to talk to those people that I can network with and that I can relate with and that I can build relationships with. And because we didn't see that represented from a black female standpoint, that is millennial, that is intelligent, that is a working woman that is trying to figure it out. Instead of complaining about it, we saw a need and we decided to feel that representation. So I just say that to say that if there's something that you feel you're not being represented in or you're not being fulfilled in, maybe it's because you haven't created what that thing is. Yes, that is so true. And one thing to piggyback on that is like if you are let's say you're not necessarily haven't started like your own business that you desire to start or your own brand that you desire to start but you are in a job that you don't see any representation like yourself I can obviously relate to that but I will say I struggled a long time with like why am I here like why why I could just leave and be somewhere else where I feel like there's people that look like me and can relate to me But there's a reason why you're in the position that you're in. So don't feel like because you don't necessarily see the representation of where you are, maybe you need to be the representation. You know what I'm saying? Like you need, maybe you are the only representation that those other people will ever see. So just be mindful of that. Like maybe there is a reason why you're in that place that you're in. So even though you may not have started your own thing yet, to start your own representation, look at where you are right now and just be mindful that you could be, you could use those tools to advance to where you are right now. Yeah. I think we just laid down so many major keys. (laughs) Yes, I agree. (laughs) I mean, man, let's keep it moving. So let's go to our mentor moment. So this is when we um, read a listener letter that was submitted to us and then we are going to give our advice on it. So the letter reads, Hey, Shelby and Erica, lately I've been feeling really lonely. No matter what I do, I just can't seem to fill the void of feeling alone and like no one cares. From the outside looking in, it would look like everything is perfect, but from the inside looking out, that is far from the truth as possible. What can I do to fill the void of loneliness? That is deep, girl. Yeah, um, I can definitely relate to like, this listener question, this listener letter, because I will definitely say that I've really been battling feeling alone um, and being lonely uh, 
because I'm quarantining until further notice because too much going on, okay? But I think one thing that you have to do, now I will say this, I think happiness is contingent. I think that you know it based on feelings. But I think you have to look at things that fulfill you and make you happy, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. I think you have to look at things that bring you joy. And I think that you have to create a list of those things. And I feel like once you create that list, I really highly encourage you to do at least one of those things, one of those things every day. Um, and I will also say to find a hobby, to find a hobby that calms you, to find a hobby that soothes you, to find a hobby that kind of takes a little bit of the weight of the world off. I found that having a hobby and I found that doing something every single day that makes me happy drastically improves my mood. But the third thing that I would suggest is if you can, um, I know it's, it's really hard with everything going on. Try to get some fresh air every single day, whether that's taking a run. Now, I don't run because I'm out of shape. <laughs> but if you can, I'm not going to lie to the people. But if you can, like, take a walk outside when it's cool or go out or, like, on my apartment, I have a balcony. So I go out in the morning and sometimes in the evening when it cools down and I sit on my balcony and, and I get some fresh air. It's something about getting some vitamin D that really just improves my mood. But I think that when you're lonely, you have to be intentional about making yourself feel good, yeah. about treating yourself, about your mental health and about fit, about self-care. Because a lot of times, especially with quarantine, we just sit in this house all, all day and we don't do anything but watch TV or work early on the couch okay like how are you going to improve your mood if you're not moving your body how are you going to improve your mood if you're not feeding your brain and your mind how are you going to improve your mood if you're not doing anything that makes you happy no matter how little or small and it can be simple things like having a smoothie reading a book taking a nap calling a friend having a group chat with your friends where you seem pointless pointless things that's one of my favorite things to do actually but being intentional about taking care of yourself I think aids in reducing loneliness and then maybe just checking in with a friend saying hey how are you or hey can we talk or hey like I have reoccurring FaceTime dates with my friends every week and sometimes I get on the phone and I don't really want to talk but it's something about talking to somebody that I love that really drastically improves my mood yeah I think you nailed it when just focusing on it's all about what you focus on and like yeah very hard like within these times that we're facing with the pandemic and everything that's going on it's hard to not feel some sort of sadness or loneliness I do too have those lonely times where if you sit in if you sit by yourself with your thoughts for too long your negative thoughts for too long yeah it's so quick for you to just slip into a depression or slip into some sadness So for me personally, I will either find music that I really enjoy listening to. Um, I will find one of my favorite movies to watch that puts me in a good mood. Um, I do agree with taking a walk in the evenings or in the mornings before you get your day started. Um, Even if it's just, I've done this before, it's just getting cute. I've been looking a hot mess, looking like who done it every single day, except sometimes when I get up, put a little bit of makeup on, do my hair, like, and look cute, even though I'm not even going anywhere, it makes me feel better about everything at that moment. Yeah. Even just doing something something simple as taking a bath or like doing a bubble bath, lighting some candles, doing something that'll relax you. Um, yeah. And then even with, I did this the other day, it was a DIY project at home. I was like, let me just be creative and create something and, and do something around my house. Like that's something that you could also do, something to focus your mind on like you were saying, Shelby, a hobby or just something that brings joy or happiness or doesn't leave you thinking about all the negative things going on or that or what you don't have. Because a lot of times when we sink into that, it's either because we're concentrating on what we don't have or we're comparing ourselves or we feel like we're inadequate about something or we feel like we don't have something. So it's very easy to slip into those negative thoughts. But if you make the conscious effort to do something that brings you joy or makes you feel better, then do that. Even if that's just, you got to take a nap and just shut your phone off. Sometimes that brings me happiness. (laughs) Like just shutting your phone off and laying down for an hour or two. The other, another thing would be decluttering. For me, I 
a lot of stuff. I have a lot of stuff. And I'm be like, why do you still have this from high school? Like, why do you, what are you doing with this? So maybe even just going through your closet or your drawers or your living room or whatever and decluttering, it brings some sort Mm -hmm. of like, it it just, you're concentrating on something else. Just declutter your space. That actually makes you feel better too. So those are just some things that I personally done that helps um, because that loneliness will always like, get you down and sad to where you just feel like I can't, I can't, I just can't today. And sometimes you will have those, but don't stay in that day. Don't let that day turn into weeks to months to years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I definitely agree with you. Yeah. So if you have a question that you want us to answer, send us an email at all things, melanin at Gmail TV. Sorry. At G all things melanin TV <laughs> at gmail.com or slide in our DMs at all things melanin underscore underscore. So our last segment of the day is words of encouragement. So Shelby, you want to read us the Bible verse? Yes. So we have a Bible verse coming from Mark 9, 29 and 23. And it says, what do you mean if I can? Jesus asked, anything is possible if a person believes. Um, I really, 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 really love this Bible verse. I know they say that all the time, but I'm serious for serious for serious. Um, I really love this Bible verse because I think that a lot of times when things don't go our way or we can't see the light or the end or the outcome, we start to doubt what Jesus can do in our lives and for the world. Yeah. And I think a lot of times that comes from, and I'm struggling y'all. I'm not even going to sit here and play how we're the now. Um, I think a lot of that comes from not trusting what God is going to do. I've said this before, and I'm going to keep saying this. Um, Everything that's happening right now is not a surprise to God. He already knew that it was coming. He already knew that it was going to happen. But it's a surprise for us because we didn't plan for this. We didn't decide for this. This this was Jesus' will. This was God's will for us. And I think sometimes when we can't see the whole picture, that we start to get weak in faith. And like I said, this is something that I am dealing with and that I'm struggling with myself. And this Bible verse reminds me to really just try to put my faith. No, let me rephrase that. This Bible verse reminds me to put my faith in the one constant in this world. To put my faith and my belief and everything I have and my will and my belief and all the other things mixed together to pull to put all of that in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times we sit here and we question, well, you know, what if this doesn't end or what if this doesn't happen? I think I'm trying to change my mindset and not say what if this doesn't happen, but when will this happen? How will this happen? And I think that goes into saying that a lot of things that are occurring are not in our will. And because it's not being resolved how we think it should be resolved, then we're losing faith and we're losing belief and we're overwhelmed and we're tired and we're exhausted. I think that we could take some of the burden off of us if we would just give it all to God and we would just say, you know what? And just not even say, you know what, but just remember that at the end of the day, anything is possible and it's, I think right now, specifically, it's a mind thing. It's a focus thing. It's trying not to get caught up in the ways of the world. It's trying not to get up caught up with people and y'all's president and all this other stuff. It's hard. It's a lot. It's heavy. It's a lot for one person to handle. But I think I've been challenging my to say, myself to say, not if, but when. You know right. what I mean? And to not question the how, but to really just remember that God can do all things, not some things, but God can do all things. He can protect us. He can keep us. He can lead us out of this. He can take these people down. But just remembering that at the end of the day, that to stop saying what if, but to say when, and to really just trust that God is really going to keep us. He is going to cover us and that the plan that he has for us is bigger than us. Yes. I think that we've been praying for a lot of things, but I think, I feel like God is real dramatic. So I feel like if he would have gave it to us subtle, we would have been like, oh no, he playing. But I feel like God got real dramatic with us so we could wake up, you know? Oh yes, for sure. He definitely woke me up. And I think um, one thing we got to remember is like, 
this is the things that we go through that we face is a test. So if we never are tested on our faith, then it would never strengthen us. And if we never needed faith, then what do we need to trust God for? You know, and then also if God is, which he is, if he is the one that knows the beginning and the end of your life and everything in between, why wouldn't we trust him? I'm definitely going to go with the man that saying he knows what's going to happen tomorrow and he can see what I can't see. But we get into our own mindset. And I know if you're a person like me where you are very like reasonable and rational, like you have to have a reason for something or a reason for doing something. And if it doesn't make sense, you don't understand and you need the explanation. <laughs> that yeah. doesn't happen with God. You don't, half the time you ain't never going to understand. But yeah. that's why you know, he says, you know, don't lean on your own understanding. And that's so hard. Personally, for me, I'm like, God, I don't understand. People be like, everything happens for a reason. But what was the reason? Like Cardi B, what was the reason? What was it? it? Sorry. Me. So, I mean, at the end of the day, we just have to rely on our faith and just trust the one that knows the days that you can't see. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and lead us out in prayer. Here we go. Okay. Heavenly Father, I come to you as Amazon on high, thanking you for each and every person that has assembled to listen to this podcast. We pray, Lord Jesus, that we can learn not to lean on our understanding, but we can learn to lean on your understanding. We know that we plan, but you decide. So we pray, Lord Jesus, as that we go forth in this world that is our new normal, that you will lead and guide us in the way that you would want us to go. We pray that you would give us peace. We pray that you would give us comfort. We pray that you would allow us to be a light in a world that is so dark. We pray, Lord Jesus, for any and everybody that is, you know, battling depression. We pray for any and everybody that is battling with their worth. We pray for anybody and everybody that is battling with their faith. We pray for any and everybody that's feeling lost and sad and down or anybody that's lost a loved one or just people that are just battling within themselves in general. We pray, Lord Jesus, that each and every person will know that they are valued, that they are loved, and they are mattered. We pray that they know that if they need to unplug and they need to unwind, that it's okay to cry. It's okay to feel how you feel. It's okay to restructure your life and your day. It's okay to reevaluate the people in your life, Lord Jesus, because we know that at the end of the day that they need to know that they are their number one priority. We pray, Lord Jesus, for anybody that just doesn't know where they fit into the world or doesn't know how they can contribute to the world or the movement or whatever it is that they're trying to do. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you would give them the vision and the provision to pursue it. We pray for the person that's sitting on that business idea or sitting on that movement idea, Lord Jesus. We pray that you will remove the fear from them, Lord Jesus, and give them the push that they need, Lord Jesus. We pray for specifically anybody that is battling mental health issues because it's hard, Lord Jesus, especially living in this time. We pray that you would soothe them. We pray that you would give them contentment. We pray that you would be with them. We pray that you would love them, surround them with people that love, encourage, and support them. We pray that, Lord Jesus, we can learn to give one another grace in this season. We can learn to be patient with each other in this season, and we can learn to just love on each other even more in this season. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.